Once upon a time, there was a man. A man with an idea. A man with a plan. A man with a gun. Too soon? Maybe. That man is Jason Klom. That man with him, that's Ernest Borgnine. But behind him, that's Dan Gomiller. And the three of them, after, but then Ernest left, but the two of them decided to make a podcast. And they couldn't think of a topic they could all agree on except for themselves. So this is the Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour podcast with Dan and Ernest. Oh, and Jay. We've never mentioned before that the ghost, like Return of the Jedi style, uh, Ernest Borgnine is on every episode of this podcast. He just refuses to speak. Yeah, he yeah. can. A ghost can speak, just for the record, but uh, he chooses yeah, not he to. Yeah, he absolutely can. He doesn't approve. He, I'm like, I don't know why he's still here. I think he has unfinished business and for some reason thinks that we can help escort him to the other side. Or maybe he thinks this is the, his unfinished business. Like, Oh. Like, maybe he thinks he's supposed to watch every episode of Dan Jay's Comedy Hour podcast. Okay. So as long as we are creating this podcast, yeah. he can't go off into peace. Is it because he's old? Because, like, old people don't know that, that you don't watch most podcasts? or I don't know. I don't know. I can't, I I feel can't bad judge if that's how the, the afterlife case. works. I mean, if that's the case, I feel real bad. I mean, what am I? Oh, man, that's real upsetting. I know. What is it? I don't even know. He he obviously look at his face. He does not enjoy this. No, no, no. And most of the time, it's it's like particularly eerie because while he was a well, you know, it's a well known actor, uh, being expressive because that's his job. He's an actor. Uh, he mostly just stares ahead, like in the most ghostly way possible. It's fucking upsetting. Uh, and we can never tell though. Is that like? Is it go? Is it? Does he have resting ghost face, or is he just not enjoying himself? Yeah, like it's. He won't tell us. No. We've asked. Yeah, yeah, of course. We've even broken out the Ouija board once. Yeah, we thought that that might do something, but uh, he seemed to just be, like, completely uninterested. Like, that is not, like, yeah. that's like breaking out, like, oh, yeah. I see all black people like fried chicken. That's kind of his thing. He's like, oh, I get it. It's like, first of all, I'm already here. Second of all, I'm not yeah. black. And then he he misses the point when he says that. But that's Yeah, it goes, it goes over his head at that point, mm-hmm. his, own, his own statement. Exactly. Um, so, do you do you want to talk about? So, this is from 1999. The sketch that we're talking about. Sketch. It's not a sketch. Uh, <laughs> 1999 is like it's, that. Must have been when you got your CD writer, right? That must have been. I'm guessing. I think that's the. Yeah, I'm gonna guess that's when that was. I don't know if this is from our first mix or not, because we just like that was a big thing. We had a lot of mix CDs, like a ton of mix CDs. Well, um, this was this was pre. This was pre like portable mp3 player world mm-hmm. yeah. right you know and so you had to deal with the cds that you were given yep you know those whole you know now that I, now that's what i call 90s or whatever that's really popular now yeah that was just how everything was every if you wanted something that was more than just one artist you had to buy you know a mix you had to buy a actual professional mix tape or cd yes right and then once you got your own burner you could be like hey now I can make a CD with both My Way and the Birth of Butt Boogie on the same <laughs> album. I can't find that in any store. And don't forget, Eagle Eye Cherries Save Tonight. Really, like, mm-hmm. you go back. You, with, you that wish... little, with that little pop in the middle, because that was the only version ah, of it that right. I... <laughs> I still have it. Don't you that's wish the there was a better first download, though? Like, don't you, like, think back, like, I'm going to love this song in 20 years. Like, uh, there's no way I will stop liking <laughs> Eagle Eye Cherry. <laughs> Oh, son well, that of a bitch. that that one I think I got as part of like what was it like ten songs or something on a zip disc from someone. Oh, really? Who okay. introduced me to MP3s okay. at school? Okay, so that was not necessarily been, your first download. Which was ninety nine is when I when I learned about MP3s. M- okay, ninety nine is when I learned oh. about MP3s. Yes, because now that you say that, the only way I would have learned about MP3s was straight up through you. Because it's not like I was on Slashdot or anything. If my yeah. tech news came from you, and you were like in IT class at a vocational school, which you yeah. did, you do that half That's the what day, it was. and yeah, uh, because of that, like everybody's spreading the nerd word, and it's like, yeah, that's what that's where I first that's where I first saw South Park things too. Wow. So that was before Comedy Central was part of basic cable, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So someone had downloaded MOV files to my desktop <laughs> that I was sitting at at that school. You know, teeny tiny little avies of all of Kenny's deaths. 
Not all of them. Mm-hmm. Each mm-hmm. one was a Kenny death because two, all of the deaths would be too many in one video to download. So this is, yeah, you just doing what I'm assuming is an improv intro and outro. I'm pretty, I pretty don't sure. Pretty sure. Welcome to Jason's CD, made out of 100% recycled gophers. You'll never find a collection of these type of songs on any other CD because it's stupid. But don't take our word for it. Ask the person on the street. What? Expecting some sort of interview right now? It's a joke. You go ask someone. You think we're going to waste our precious time when we know the truth? That's right. That's right, bitch. That's right. <clears throat> you can not buy it in any store. You can buy it from nine ninety five though, down the street at Bob's house. He buys, steals all our CDs and just sells them to people. Rude-ass bastard. But thank you and have a great day and buy the CD or else I'm going to shoot you. We've reached the end of our CD. I hope you've enjoyed it. And perhaps in the future we'll purchase more of our CDs from Bill Down the Street for $29.95. And for extra 20 bucks, we'll throw in Bill. Get him the hell out of our hair. Thank you. And, uh, I am your god. I am your god. I am your god. I am your god. Uh, I'd, the, you know, every once in a while you'll hear a thing that you don't know where it was, or you'll have a memory of something, but that I am your God, I could never remember what that was from. And I knew that that was, it's one of those things in the back of my head, all of a sudden plays, I'm like, oh, right, that's where that thing came from. A weird. <laughs> and so this is not like official Dan and Jay's comedy hour, but it is, if this is our first mix CD, this is the first time either of our voices was burned onto a CD. So that's, you know, that's true. Yeah, that's how it's significant. And that's kind of a weird thing. And then eventually we did. Like I was telling Dan Schlissel of Stand Up Records the other day, I'm like, you know, it's not like we would release any of these, but I was looking and doing my research, and yeah, in 2001, we released, we created f- at least four CDs, and that's ridiculous. I wish I was that prolific now. I don't care how <laughs> dumb they were. I know uh-huh. how dumb they were. We did, f- no, wait, one, two, three, four, uh, yeah, we did five CDs that year. Sorry. <laughs> we did five f- Basically full-length CDs. Uh, Shoestrings, actually, the one that we released uh, to the public was the not the longest of them. It is the shortest of them, I'm pretty sure. Our actual comedy album. Um, I have I've been digging and digging and digging. Like yesterday, it was, it was a little warm. We'd gotten some work done, so I'm chilling out. And I, full, for the first time in a long time, pulled an all-nighter, like, because I've been going through the MP3s and, like, uh, relabeling them, making sure all the tags are good because it's very relaxing. Uh, tagging everything, making sure I have all the tracks, which I do not have all the tracks for some of these records. Um, and fucking went through and found out that in 2003, I couldn't remember what year it was. So I did a, I did like, I tried to do a comedy album in 2003, uh-huh. failed, and then tried to do one in 2004. And still failed, but I remember I sent out links to these MP3s to everybody, and I, I think I maybe completed four tracks that I sent to you guys. Is that where T came from? No, T Not- was definitely going to be part. That was something I improvised, and at some point it was definitely going to be on Jenny as a Salute. Got it. Um, okay. This well, one is, is uh, just an. This is another Christmas CD. This is another fucking oh, Christmas CD. Got it. Yep. Yeah. That was. And that, so I think I think that became um, an albatross around your neck. You did uh-huh, that one probably. year, and then you felt like yep. you had to do it every year. Yep, yep. Or and you would be a I, failure. <laughs> yep, and I recorded interludes and intros and outros in 2003, and then did it again in 2004. I re-recorded them all, and well, I Well, they had compiled. better technology, I'm sure. Exactly right, yeah. One year later, everything had just, just blown up. I, uh, boy, and there's a lot of stuff that I recorded all the parts for, but never edited together. Uh, so there's a whole Christmas CD sort of sitting there, including, uh, I should point out, the Santa and the Elves, which is four parts, uh, is uh, features the big story that year for the Santa and the Elves. Uh, so everybody knows Santa dies in the first one, and then uh, we keep trying to replace him every every Christmas album. In this one, he's replaced by Rummy Claus, and there are a lot of um, goose-stepping foot soldiers, some German accents, and a lot of a lot of heavy-handed uh, social and political satire. On so what you're part. saying is that this, at this juncture, we could dust yes. that off, and it would be applicable again. Uh-huh. With all the yeah. neo-Nazis so like, going around. Exactly. So I'm like, well, 
<laughs> uh, I think I'm going to re-edit these. I'm going to edit the missing ones together because I have everything and anything that isn't, uh, I have the script too because I found the script. Um, so that's really about it. Uh, the only thing that won't be the same is we probably won't get Christmas wishes from Doug and Chad. I'm pretty sure that those two guys who I have almost never talked to in the last 15 years or 10 years. Um, you should yeah, self-try. So I'm digging. I should. I should. That would be funny. Doug would just be like, ah, oh, what the, oh, I don't remember. That's how Doug, that's how Doug talks. What's your beer sponsor today, Dan Gomiller? I am drinking Henry's Hard Grape Soda. Mm. Grape drink. Is it good? The stuff that tastes like, um, uh, um, Otter Pops. Grape Otter Pops. Okay. It's weird that you say that. I had forgotten you said that. So the drink that I made today, I decided to go a little alcoholic. Uh-huh. I, I was going to make myself some Dr. Pete and see what I could amend it with. And I found some... Um, Otter Pops. What do you call it? Uh, <laughs> Otter Pops. <laughs> um, uh, I, I found some Cointreau. And I'm like, orange and Dr. Pepper is actually a good combination. I'm like, oh, there's like a third or a quarter of a shot in there. And I'm like, what else do I have? Okay, <laughs> I have cherry wine. So I put some cherry wine in there, and then I mix it in, and I drink it, and I'm like, this is good. And then right before we start recording, I'm like, it's good, but it fucking tastes like an Otter Pop. So we both have <laughs> Otter Pop drinks right now. We both have it's, Otter Pop it, drinks. It's, it's not bad. Um, it's, it's, it's Otter Pop Drink Day, everyone. Otter Pop so. Drink Day. Mm-hmm. So, the, yeah, the, oh, yeah, no, 100% that's an Otter Pop. I need to have Jen try that because... You, um, you do. Yeah, I, I need confirmation on this because, boy, yeah, that's that's uh, that's a tasty thing. It's good, <laughs> but it's also well. What what yeah. flavor Otter Pop does it taste like? Is it cherry? Cherry Otter Pop? I'm trying. I'm trying to figure. That. I think so. I think it's just like a yeah. No, probably ha- would have to be right. Like it's do 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 by flavor or should we yeah, do it by I color? So. Is does it taste red or orange or blue? <laughs> right. What, let's let's try this again. Let's try it. No, the blue one. It is kind of the blue one. And the blue one was probably like a blue raspberry. It was basically mm-hmm. it's probably the same flavor as the cherry, just slightly different. Like no, they make it. Were not I, I think different. it's pretty much the same except tartier. Yeah, yeah. The more tart it is, the different fl- like the the lime one probably had the most in it, and and so on and yeah. so forth. Uh, so this is rare, Dan, but we have a we have a special live. I mean, it's not live now, but it's definitely a special <laughs> live report. Uh, this is as of yesterday. From friend of the show, future guest of the show, Nick Robes, who's the host of uh, What's With You, Scooby-Doo. Um, and he uh, he was at a Ren Fair yesterday, and uh-huh. I asked him, would you please give us a live report? And he did. And so we're going gonna to play this now, and uh, I think you guys will enjoy it thoroughly. Uh, once I can actually... Oh, once I can load it. And is it going to play? Oh, it started to... <laughs> <laughs> Hi, this is Nick Robes calling in for Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, reporting live in the field from the jousting field of King Richard's Fair. I've drank a lot of meat, I've drank a lot of beer, I've seen large cast whippers and everything else under the sun. I've kissed a wench, and I thought that she thought that it was good. And I have to say, uh, I don't know, man, I'm tired. It's been a long day. I don't know what else is happening. God, get me out of here. Yeah. Back to you guys. Thank you so much, Nick. For I that. feel like that, I I feel like I was there. I, I do too, because honestly, at the end of a rent fair or middle of it, <laughs> I'm that exhausted every time too. It's always too hot and there's too much meat in my system. Because meat is fucking delicious. It and is. He, it's he very did good. confirm he had a turkey leg. So if you've had that much fat oh, yeah. and then that much meat, yeah, you're Shipped done. A fan you're and done. Oh, but I want a turkey leg so bad. They, a they, there's a there's oh. a huckleberry mead that's really good oh my god no that's huckleberries are the best berries and mead uh-huh. is the best mead that's fantastic uh yeah thank you nick uh he he, he will be a future guest and uh might bring some friends with him <laughs> I, I don't that's like the lamest, the lamest are, you gonna, are, you, are you like i want i want to talk to <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Like i'm gonna lipton. pull one of those yeah i'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna lipton him I'm gonna give him some iced tea. Let's give him a good Lipton. S- I'm gonna stop motion animate him. Sounds in the nineties. I thought that was brisk. Fuck off. That's brisk, baby. Yeah, that's Lipton, baby. That's how I remember it. I don't care what you're thinking about. That's how I remember it. That's Lipton, fella. That's really Lipton. <laughs> yummy, mm. yummy Lipton. 
in my mouth. Doesn't even rhyme. <laughs> Lipton was Ow, bad. I bit at my lip in my mouth. There you go. See, you somehow managed to make it worse. Like you're somehow wor- you could have let it go. <laughs> I looked like an asshole. You could have left it there. But you didn't. You, you know how I do. You know I how do. I do. Jay. I do. It's very I've nice. I've got always got to take it one step further, mm-hmm. no matter which direction it's heading. And it's well, it's not like you actively taking one for the team. No. No, but you're you're no, aware that I'm that possibility. I'm not doing it for you. Right. It's just. <laughs> I just I have to one up you or one down you. Sure, one down you. Nobody's ever talked about that before. That's a skill. <laughs> it is a, a skill. It's, it's like a, a skill. sabotage skill, and it's it's mm-hmm. it's like what's more of value here? Um, how bad we look as a group, <laughs> or how bad that person looks? And will I? It will more on me, or more on the the person who started it? Yep. There's no such thing as bad attention. Mm-hmm. Right. Exactly. Except for when when it is. Right. Sure. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, I've been I've been digging, Dan. I'm digging, and we we have more material out there than I realized. Yeah. I sent you uh, oh, a link a to Dan, thing. man of juicy texture. You did, thank you. So yeah, that's just now. I think I know we've talked about some tracks on there, and I th- I'm I'm unsure what it's I a, have. I might have everything. It's and a I might CD. Not. It's a CD rip. It's a CD rip. Mm-hmm. Because they're all named track one, track one, two, track three, blah blah. But it's got mm-hmm. the meta tags are correct. Okay. And I'm wondering if I have, do I have them all? Okay. So I definitely did have something sitting here and it might be exactly what you have, but who knows? I just want to, I have been asking uh, Ren for her graduation CD because I am missing the song order. I don't know what's there. But but (sighs) in the process, I don't know if you noticed in that picture I sent you, what Mm -hmm. I did find Hmm. is that I have both of these shoestrings. Both copies of shoestrings. So good. That is so good. This is this. See, that's the MP3. See, I don't think I have either of those. I have the CDs themselves. This is a Cafe Press one. Oh, that's so good. Oh, that's right, because we did it on Cafe Press. That's that's right, exactly. Uh, You guys. Instead of this one. Yes. See, in MP3.com, all you got was the cover. Oh, we got the inside, too. Uh huh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the little insert, which we recreated on the new version. MP3.com. Yeah. I still don't know why. they're not doing anything with mp3.com. It really bugs the shit out of me. I really need to point this out. And then, so what did we do on the inside of this one? Did we recreate that, or did I do something different? On the new one, or, oh, on the Cafe Press yeah, one? Yeah, I don't on know the, if you even had the, the option. Press one. I don't know what kind of details you... Oh, you it could opens. go into more detail, though, couldn't you? Potentially. I did this one. I did this. Oh, that I don't have. That I need to see. The bios are longer. Ooh. Let's read it. <laughs> All right, do it. So this is uh, Jason Chubby Clom. You're wearing mm-hmm. your chubby shirt, I too. Yep. Uh, in the beginning, there was light. In 1980, there was Jason Clom. Jason Clom began his exploits in the comedy at the age of young and continued on to that end until that ended, <clears throat> which it has yet to. Along with being funny for a living or thinking he can live off of it, Jason decided to run the earliest campaign for president in the history of the United States, mm. which he is now doing. <laughs> And then Dan Lobo Go Miller. Mm-hmm. 1979 was the year. Cooperstown, New York was the place. In a small corner of a hospital was born Dan, Daniel Go Miller, a man among men, a scholar of scholars, and a pretty decent fellow. He and Jay experimented together at a young age. By this we mean performing comedy, allowing Jason to do the majority of the writing, being content with providing creative criticism and quote-unquote talent. <clears throat> Special thanks to our parents for their support, our friends and loved ones are quote unquote many adoring fans. MP3.com.au. Mm-hmm. Wait, is that the one that you've been going to? Is .au? No .au. It was no, no. Yeah, the, the, we had fans in Australia. We had oh, a right. few, oh, but that like that's right. we charted in Australia. <laughs> I don't. I for, so like, I forgot it was all the same thing. Just yeah, yeah. yeah different front ends. Mm-hmm. And then visit DanaJ'sComedyHour.com. Please don't. Yeah, right. we don't own that anymore. No, uh, it would be weird. <laughs> and then just the, it's, it's those white, it's white, those white shoes in the fancy art style is the mm-hmm. back, and then looks like just my sneakers in a fancy style on the on the inside. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then just just my just my sneakers on the front. It's pretty good. It's good shit, man. I and I'd forgotten you did all the design for that end of it. Um, yeah, it also has. Actually, I think you Cafe Press, you can do everything. So, so you can do the CD. Oh, my God. I don't have that either. Son of a bitch. 
See? And then the my archive is incomplete. It was it was my art my Articat boots that I got for really cheap mm. were the inside of the <laughs> of the back. Getting ridiculous. I love it. Ah. <sighs> Very creative. We were smart young boys. What year is that did we release <laughs> that version of it? Two thousand two, it says. All contents of the C D okay. copyright. 2002 by Dan J's Comedy Hour. So we released our album and either were dissatisfied with the changes you could make or mp3.com stopped selling CDs a year later. I, they stopped they stopped they stopped oh doing it. <laughs> That's upsetting to me. Oh my god. Um so technically we've had two re-releases of this album. <laughs> That's true. Jesus it's god. more than most other artists. It really is. I uh yeah, so just real quick. I love guys, that they yeah. put that they they put the Earl and because we had an ampersand in the Earl, mm-hmm. it's it's, and then there's a question mark at the end, right? Uh-huh. So it's www.mp3.com/dan underscore underscore underscore, which you can't differentiate. No, no. Oh my god. J underscore <laughs> S underscore comedy underscore <laughs> underscore. That was oh. that was the Earl for our company. Wow. I want to know. <laughs> all right. If there's anybody out there who worked for or knows somebody who worked for MP3 Duck, I want to find out where these were made because I want to find out how these were made, how they were printed, what people thought of them, if anybody ever heard any of them before they went out. Because I'm sure, I'm pretty sure it was what? like free flowing. You put out what they you put out. They were in San Diego. They huh. were in San Diego. MP3.com. 4790 right. Eastgate Mall, San Diego, California. All rights reserved, unauthorized, blah, blah, blah. All right. Doesn't mean that's where these were made, but that's where their headquarters used sure. to be. So whoever you're looking for would be in San Diego. Yeah. It's absolutely true. On um, the streets, probably. Speaking of San Diego, I'm not, but I want you to tell the people a story. At Wait, home. what? 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 I need to pop this in. A multimedia section contains photos, artist info, lyrics, and MP3s. I wonder what, what? if we put anything on here. Oh, my God. Oh my god! Well, while you check it that might out, just be automatic. It might be just automatic stuff from the right, website. Right, right, that'd be so good. All right, check that out. I'm gonna be right back. Tell the kids a story. But I'm gonna tell them how I'm gonna open it. So I put the CD in the drive. I'm pretty sure it's not that scratched up. It's attempting to spin it. I haven't used my CD drive in years. Come on, buddy. Take me away. Go. Okay, so it's it that that open. I'm back. Sit here in silence. I'm back. I'm back. Now, okay. that said, I did run Team Viewer. While I was gone, so I could tell that you weren't telling anything interesting to anybody, except that you're discovering almost nothing on the CD, is what it sounds like has happened. It has a built-in player. Ah, that's that's pretty great. All right. So let's see. There's some artist info. Let's see what that says. Dan Jay's Comedy Hour. Uh, that's why there's another underscore, because it cut off right before the H of hour. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Description. Who the hell are we? Good question. We're a small comedy group from that bastion of comedy, upstate New York. Specifically, Oneana, New York. Quote, place of big open rock. Mm-hmm. History. Um, we, like, have always been funny. Only now it's on the internet. Music style. It's not really music, but comedy sketches. Members. Jason Klom, pleasant-smelling man and toast gourmet, was born in the town of Swindon, England on July 14th, 1980. From there, he moved to Germany, Oklahoma, and finally upstate New York. It was there that he met burgeoning sack racer Dan Gomiller. The two soon hit it off and then had difficulty gluing it back on. Jason has been writing with Dan for eight years. Dan has a computer and a mic. It's <laughs> a really good joke. Uh... Instruments used. Mouth, microphone, celery. Mm. Yep. Musical, musical influences. We've been influenced by a variety of sources, ranging from Chicha Chong to the Sleary and Monty Python. Similar bands. We are our own. Mm-hmm. Do you remember our rivalry that we had on mp3.com.au? Was it three? It was three dead trolls in a baggie or something, wasn't it? No, they were popular enough that they were their own thing. No, uh, they, I mean we might have been in, technically in competition with them, um, but uh, there's this group called It's the Go 
and they would like trash talk us online. <laughs> they trashed us because we were beating them on occasion. I uh, don't remember that. Yeah, there was like a little, and I th- that was my first taste of like uh, internet-based anxiety. Um, so yeah, <laughs> yeah, I have not thought to look them up in a long time. Um, oh wow, if you look that up, nothing shows up. That's interesting. All right. Yeah, they were this Australian comedy group called It's The Go. Uh, guys, if you're out there and, you know, if you've somehow found us, you're welcome on the show. You and the guys yeah, I mean, who made MP. I mean, it, it would be hard for you not to because, I mean, we're fucking everywhere. I know. Whereas we can't even find you on the internet. Well, as... No, no offense. I no, don't mean no, to no, upset no, you. No, no, no. Uh, well, just, it's just weird just because... Just stating facts. To quote news radio, trying to get something off the internet is like trying to take pee out of a pool. So it just seems like they would be there. But we are the pee in that pool. We've, we I mean, we, we, we've we left our mark. all up on. Mm-hmm. Do you think... No, we've already talked about that. I was going to ask you something about Elon Musk, and I literally just forgot. There's not that much alcohol in this, but I forgot. Elon Musk does, <laughs> though... Like, Elon Musk is going to be a supervillain one day, right? That's going to oh, happen. Oh, yeah, he's definitely... He's going to be the Simpsons evil villain, is what I think. Yeah. No, yeah, that's exactly... I think I was talking with Nick about it, and he said the same thing. He's basically going to be Scorpio. It's going to be a weird adventure. When he makes us go super fast, and uh, the test footage of that that his little bullet train is kind of scary, but impressive at the same yeah. time. What are you looking up now, Dan? What's what's? what's I'm just seeing if anything comes up, oh, okay. and there's just nothing. No, yeah, they've just disappeared. It seems unfair to me. They just like they're. You know what though? It's really their fault because their fucking name is it's the go. Uh-huh. So you've got things like it's the go to of blah blah blah. Yep. yep. Your names aren't aren't SEO compatible, nope. guys. No, ma'am. They are not. Not that anyone knew what SEO was back when we were doing this <laughs> right. shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the first time I ever heard SEO was when I literally worked for a company that did SEO. Like, they did pay-per-click SEO shit. Oh, so boring. No wonder I got fired. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that like, it was, it was kind of weird because it was like, it was, they'd been around a while, but they're kind of a startup because because they'd just been bought by Yahoo. And so I technically worked at Yahoo. I just worked at a, the SEO wing yeah. of Yahoo. Pretty sure they don't exist anymore. I'm pretty sure everything I did then is got has got to be mostly automated now. Yeah. What I did was if you would basically bid on a search term like ketchup, and then I go to your website to find out if you really were selling ketchup. That was uh, literally, and I had to do that once. Um, yeah, that was, that was my job. Find out whether or not people <laughs> sold ketchup. Or if they're... Their search phrase was, um, what was it? Uh, there were those uh, typhoons. Uh, there's some kind of typhoon at some point, very powerful typhoon. And if they were like first aid, and it was actually them just selling their, you know, their porn or something, you had to make sure that they did not, they were not allowed to buy that search term. Very weird job. <laughs> Boring. I that would that would I think that would still require people mm-hmm. to validate that info do you think that still happens though i mean is there still seo in the same way like is there still like i buy my own clicks type of i guess there is huh so but there's that level of it yeah there's that level of it because like the thing is now like you'll notice if you go to you know do a google search they're sponsored ads yeah that's Those sponsored true. ads have to be validated right yeah i guess so with some level that's it's, a, there's people who there's people who do that they're not we're not all the seo the seo game is a lot more complicated now than it ever used to be because yeah. the algorithms are are so complex that they're not even understood by the people who developed them because mm. AI has helped grow them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you can't just do you can't just do like the names of five top, you know, the five hottest women in the world, right? And have your stuff show up near the top mm. search results anymore, right? Right, right, right. Ah. It's much more nuanced than that. I remember, but it used to be that, that, that's how sites used to do it. Yeah. Their front pages would be. You know, it would be you could scroll for ten minutes because they had all these hid all these hidden words yeah. to try to get them top sites and it just doesn't work that way anymore seo actually plays quite a bit now with um partnership like other people linking to you mm-hmm. and stuff like that right, to right, right. kind of show because you could have a web page that has all these terms but if no one links to you you're not an important site right 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 it's like web rings so that's where like so that's where things like people buying social accounts to like their sites mm. and all that kind of stuff. Ah, okay. Where that comes in, because that's how they can jerry-rig that a little bit. I've been tempted to buy Twitter. Tech Talk! What away point six was Dan and Jay! I, I, I've what been tempted to buy SEO. Twitter users. Oh, I think that's interesting. The end. 
Yeah, that is the end. I want to yeah. buy Twitter users. Mm-hmm. Joe Mandy, who is a writer on now he, mm-hmm. he works on the go the the Good Place, but he worked on Parks and Rec. He did that. Like he's like it was an experiment. He wanted to see, and he's got like a million some followers now. But he bought most of them, and he admits it. That's just part of what he did. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but that can get you work in this. It's 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 fuck. I mean, it. I don't think it can get you a TV deal the same way it did the shit my dad says guy. Uh, did anymore. I don't think that's... Yeah. I think it's finally, it's lost its luster in that way. Uh, the same as... Well, I, what's interesting is Facebook actually um, hurts you on that. Because um, I don't know if you heard like about PewDiePie, who was <laughs> you know 50 million followers, right? Yeah. He was the, literally the most followers on YouTube. Uh-huh. He's just been around, and he did lots of different things, yeah. and there were lots of followers. Like, But what happened was, when they were messing around with their algorithms... Uh-huh. The problem is that people would follow him when he did a particular thing, and then they really wouldn't engage, right? They wouldn't right. comment. Yeah. They would watch oh, maybe one video out of 100. Uh-huh. What happens is that actually affects your ratings when you come up in searches uh-huh. and recommended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the more followers you have but was less engagement, uh-huh. the less likely you're going to show up. So he had 50 million viewers uh-huh. or subscribers, and a very small fraction of them actually interacted with the channel, and it dropped him. Wow. Well, to be almost invisible. I mean, he's a little Nazi, so he—that's so that's why. Fine, but. <laughs> so that's why he he can he he canceled his account uh-huh. and made a new one uh-huh. to start over because basically that was the only way he could compete with new channels. Uh-huh. He was there forever, and because of the way they adjusted their algorithms, it actually burned him. Yeah. Well, like I said, he's a little Nazi, so it's okay. <laughs> he's creep. He creeps. Me he's not out. a Nazi, but, but he, he does he, he does that. say the N word. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and does some real creepy anti-Semitic weird shit. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. The Nazi thing, I think he's trying to make a point about something else and got misconstrued. Maybe. The N-word thing while playing a video game was just him. It was, we actually, I read a very, just just to give some context to people at home. Uh Uh-huh. Because this part's really interesting, and I read a really interesting article about it. Um, It it spurred a conversation, which I think is cool. Um is that uh, he, PewDiePie, um, a lot of his videos are him playing video games, right? Right. And the whole let's play thing, blah, 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 blah. And Oops. they were playing the game, and he called someone the N-word. Mm-hmm. Didn't even think twice about it kind of thing, right? right? Um, and then afterwards apologized. You know, he's like, I, I shouldn't have done that, blah, blah, blah. But um, the conversation that, that kind of came up from that is about how it's just kind of endemic mm-hmm. in that, quote-unquote online culture right Mm -hmm. where to the point especially for someone who's not american so that word has less of an impact than it does even here Uh um it just becomes that's how you talk you have you you pick up the quote-unquote language Uh of that culture and that n-word is in there and so this article is about how this person who is a black person who wrote the article is saying how they don't like playing online games i bet because that gets used all the time, yeah. and it makes them feel singled out. Even if these people use it against everyone, it's right, just right, right. not okay. And it's and it, I realize it's true because it, even just not just that word, sure. But I don't play a lot of online games. Mm-hmm. I haven't since like Diablo two. I occasionally play, but for the most part, I like single player games. And I realize it's because. I fucking hate that culture. Yeah, I hate how okay it is to say that kind of shit. Right. And everyone always says, oh, those 13-year-olds on college. No. <laughs> right. Fucking 40-year-olds are calling yeah. your mom a whore and saying that they fucked her last night. Yeah, yeah, okay? Yeah. Uh-huh. Let's let's get this straight here. It's not just 13-year-olds that are ruining everything. It's mm-hmm. just the people who play online games. And yeah. it's part of the culture. And if you want to be, if you like, if you want to be able to do things like play online games, mm-hmm. the only way to kind of get past it is mm-hmm. to accept it. And it becomes part of day-to-day for you. Yeah. And for... Felix, who's in Sweden or wherever, mm-hmm. it's just part of, as far as he knows, that's how you talk online. Right. And they know they're not supposed to. Most sure. most Let's Players, you can tell, avoid saying things like that online. Mm-hmm. But that slip-up shows what's real about that piece of the culture. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's a good conversation to have. It's like, guys, it's time to grow up. And let's also realize it's not only 13-year-olds doing yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. No, that's it's true. people like Felix, too. Mm-hmm. Well, I fucking turned on today. I saw that somebody was live streaming <laughs> Cuphead, and I'm like, yes, I want to see what Cuphead looks like. I don't want to look at the whole thing, mm. but it's a game I will play. Like, I will actually play the first game I yeah. will, I've wanted oh. to play in a long time. Apparently, mm-hmm. apparently it's it's side-scroller cartoon Dark Souls. Uh-huh. It is an unforgiving game. Oh, it looks, it looks like it. Well, the, literally, I turn it on, and in two <laughs> seconds, the guy's like, fuck, fuck. And I'm like... All right. Well, I wanted to watch it without the swearing, but I also can tell why he's swearing because it looks <laughs> interminable. It looks rough to play, but I would play it. I will probably end up. It'll mm-hmm. probably be this. I play it for a few days. Jen and I trade off, and I very quickly tra- trail off because it will fucking. I will hate it because it'll be either that or I'll become obsessed because that. That's also why I don't play video games because I know how quickly yeah. I become obsessed. Yeah. It'll kill me. Like last night I had one of those in archiving is the lamest, nerdiest thing in the world, but I had that like mm-hmm. like up until one or something, which is rare for me anymore. Up until one just like bleary eyed. I was turning pale. I that is how long I had been staring at the screen and just like change the name. <laughs> What's this called? Okay. Do I have this anymore? And uh yeah. I'd I'd be obsessed. Cuphead looks so you amazing. probably appreciate you probably appreciate this from your standpoint there because the thing is at the end of the day you like information uh-huh. that's what you're doing you like information yes. so I don't know don't remember if I've mentioned it but I've been um, building um, websites to bring out information on our call flows uh-uh. at work so what it is is basically I think I mentioned this where we were only answering about Norco as a company answered about half of our calls. Oh, yes, right. Uh-huh. Half, right? And so we were rolling out this call flow. That's part of what I'm doing in Portland. And then was in, included as part of the turnip of Yakima. Like, new store. Mm-hmm. First day, this is how it works. As far as I know, that's how it should be. They're actually kicking ass. Okay, good. But, um, but what it is is, okay, so we've done this. How do we know that it's working? Mm-hmm. So my boss, he, he, gets, he gets this raw log of phone calls. Mm-hmm. With codes mean what they mean. So he has a, he's built an algorithm that goes through this fucking. He gets a report for each controller. We have like four of them in play. Mm-hmm. He goes, he dumps all that data. It chews through it and basically spits out what he calls final disposition. Call comes in. Where does it end and how did it end? There's yeah. four things. An employee handled the call. Right. The last thing the customer did was talk to an employee and the employee said, "Thanks for calling Norco. Have a nice day." Yeah. Um, an employee transferred it to voicemail. Okay. So, oh, thanks for calling Norco. Okay, hold on. Let me get you over to so-and-so, or would you like so-and-so's voicemail? So they talked to a person and sent it to voicemail. Okay. Um, and we're actually limited on what we can get for information, so these are, like, the best we can do. Mm-hmm. Um, or the call came in, a person never touched it, ended up at the manager's voicemail. Uh-huh. Or there's a few places where they have direct dial numbers, and so it goes to their voicemail. Uh-huh. Um, or the customer hung up before it went to voicemail. Mm-hmm. So he has a spreadsheet with all the thousands and thousands of calls. Mm-hmm. So we um, we we dump that into a SQL server, and I have built a web page that pulls that data out of SQL and presents it in bar graphs. And oh my god! Pie charts and all that kind of stuff, and it's really cool because you can just go to a store, pick a store. Or if you're a, a VP, you can pick your zone, and it shows every store. You can do what's a what's called a hundred percent bar chart. Uh-huh. So it's like a bar chart, but it's just a bar. But everything is always it's always capped out bar. Mm-hmm. So you can kind of do, you know, this store got a hundred calls, this store got four hundred calls, but on average, they're doing the same amount of work, mm-hmm. right? They all get about eighty percent of the calls or whatever, right? Um, and I spit that out, and I do it. I break it down by every half hour how many calls. Or picked up versus not picked up. Mm-hmm. So you can just go there and you can put in a date range and Jesus. it'll show you the average as well as check a box to show you every day. Mm-hmm. And then I just built one. Um, I just built one this last week. That is what uh, Mike's calling the station level report. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we have the piece of information of if a customer calls in, where does it end up? What are your phones doing? Each individual person. Mm-hmm. So Mike chews that through. And so... It can tell you if it's an inbound call that either the they handled, they transferred, or the customer hung up, as well as outbound calls either to an internal or external extension. That's literally all we know. Yeah, we can't know we can't know who transferred the call to you. Mm-hmm. We don't have that ability to 
we can't follow the call like that. Mm-hmm. We just know that on your phone you transferred a call at this time. Okay. On your phone, the phone the call hung up before you answered. On your phone, and we can't tell if it rang your phone and then went to voicemail. We can't uh-huh. tell that. Uh-huh. We just don't have that data. But they can look and see. You know, the, the usefulness of that is, oh wow, you know, this person transferred, you know, three quarters of their calls. Mm-hmm. Why are they getting that call in the first place? Right, right, right. If they can't help the customer, why are they getting that phone call? Mm-hmm. Except for, <laughs> this is really cool, is once I built that chart out, I opened up Meridian, which is a huge store, right? Mm-hmm. So they have an actual receptionist. Uh-huh. So the behavior I expected to see, she had 4,632 transferred calls last month. Jesus Christ. Because her job is to say, thanks for calling Norco. Mm-hmm. How may I, how may I direct your call? Sure. I would like to talk to medical billing. Okay. Yeah. So I would expect that she has the majority of her calls to be transfers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I brought up another store, um, I was looking at all the branches like, oh, they handled all the calls. But then this one number had a whole bunch of customer hungups. Uh-huh. Like, what's going on there? Well, our call flow goes ring group one. They, um, all our employees are busy. Please hold on. Yeah, yeah. Goes to another ring group. Yeah. Uh, all, they're all busy. Let's send you to the manager. That number was the manager. So they went through the whole thing and went... You know what? I'll just call them later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang up. Yeah. So the manager phone, I would expect to see a lot of hangups. So it's kind of cool to have we suspected the behavior, mm-hmm. and then I was able to spit out a chart that shows, yup, mm-hmm. as intended. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, it's a lot of work. I have to like wrap my brain around what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. pull the data out, and then present it in a way that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I should show it to you when we're done here. Mm-hmm. I'll. I'll uh, I'll uh, remote in and show it to you because it's just it's kind of cool just to kind of see what it does, and I know that since you like information, you'd probably be like, "This is uh, fucking awesome." Yeah, no, I like that kind of stuff. <laughs> this has been Nerd Talk with Dan and Jay. Nerd Talk with Dan and Jay. Uh, well, uh, actually, I'm sorry, uh, I like uh, my job. Uh, uh, I like numbers. Just uh, 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 the workflow. This is how Dan. This is how Dan and I deflect uh, poorly uh, any possible judgment of us as nerds. It's never worked. Yeah. It's never worked, but it's okay. Makes us yeah. feel better. I'm sorry. Also, for the last five minutes, we talked about serious things. Uh-huh, right. So, uh, fart, fart, penis, penis, fart, fart, butt, fuck. Uh, Dan, a fart, fart, penis, penis, fart, fart, butt, fuck killed my mother. So. Yeah, I know. That's why I said it. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> just wanted to bring back a shitty memory. Thanks. Yep. Thanks, Dan. That's how I do. Jesus. That's how I do. Christ. This is Shitty Friends with Dan and Jay. 108.6. You, you slept with my husband? 108.6. Shitty Friends Radio. Uh, so I compiled uh, the... I think I already mentioned this. I, I, well, I, I think I need your help with the title. I I've have a title in mind, but I've compiled the past... All, all the Santa and the L sketches... And the Christmas uh-huh. band song from last year, and it comes to thirty minutes, and which is why they would fit perfectly okay. on one of these red tapes, on one of these old red cassettes. Um, oh, nice! And I was thinking about releasing them that way, like releasing them, meaning making them available and waiting for them not to sell. But that said, yeah. it would just be kind of fun. Uh, and the first thing, and I kept it as a temporary, and now it's stuck in my head, is Christmas Preves. But I can, I am absolutely fine with any suggestion you have that isn't Christmas Preves, and it frankly should have "ho" in the title. I mean, like that's, that's kind of how, yeah, that's that's kind of how we always do it. It's got to have a "ho" in it, so you can think on it. You don't have to come. What if it's what if it's Christmas Preves colon, Uh right? So there's that, and then you can do "ho" in the subtitle. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean. Preves is a dumb abbreviation, or Preves is a dumb abbrev, but it's, uh, yeah. you know. Dumb abbrev helped me like get a lot of the, like, the loose skin. Did it? Oh, that's nice. I'm glad. Mm. Yeah. I must feel a lot fresher on uh, a daily basis. <laughs> I do. I'm a, a dumb abbrev. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good stuff. Oh, let me show you something. Uh, okay. This is going to be the, you know, I've got all these these signed records uh, around the house, including, you know, and most of them are like covers, except recently Phil Proctor mixed it up and he um, he signed the back of their most famous cover. So now I'm going to have to frame their their most famous cover back back asswards. Um, 
He also fixed this. He's like, uh, I told them this is supposed to say before and after, and they says says before and after. So he crossed it out and he made the correction for me in Sharpie, which I love. Oh, good. Uh, so that's awesome. Good, good. It's good to know. It's good to know that you know your record is correct. Yeah, exactly, and corrected by the guy. And I realizing I'm out of frames. I don't have record frames left. Um, but this one is going to be like if you're going to look at it, you will not what if, know what it oh, is. Yes. Oh, oh, what yes. if you get a double sided frame? Mm-hmm. And hung it like a mobile. I've wanted to do that, actually. I've thought about that. <laughs> I don't know if that's a thing. But if that exists, then yes, I want to do that. Or they sh- what they should make... Couldn't you just get a regular just get a regular frame and buy two regular frames mm-hmm. and just, instead of having cardboard on the back, mm-hmm. another piece of glass? Yeah. Actually, that's not a bad idea. You there you go. You just have to Problem then solved. figure out how you hang it. Uh, that becomes that's complicated. I hook. That's easy. Oh, okay. Uh, this one... I'm going to hang, and nobody will know what it is. You have to look up close to what it is, because uh, you can't tell. Um, but this is Lauren Bouchard. Hey, he signed. This is, like, one of the inner sleeves, because I didn't want to ruin. Uh, number one, the record is three albums, so it's too thick to frame, and it would ruin it, and I really like having it. Yeah. The other thing is I could have had him sign the box that it comes in, which is over an inch thick because of how much shit is in it. Um, and I'm uh-huh. like, well, what do I pick? And I'm like, well, the inner sleeves are kind of cool. And it's colorful. Like, they're all very colorful. He picked the one that, that yeah. it would stand out the most on. So it's going to be that. And then Jen suggested I take the, um, what do you call it? Well, like the, the actual sticker that was on the outside of it. It just said what the name of it was and all the stuff on it. Put that in it because it clearly says uh-huh. Bob's Burgers. Dude, this thing is fucking phenomenal. Uh, I mean, there's a, god damn it, and I just ruined it by dropping it on the floor. Um, <laughs> yeah, Ari, Ari bought the digital version of the album. It's, yeah. It's like 130 tracks or yeah, something like that. It's ridiculous. That. It's ridiculous. I, and I've been lit. I mean, I've if it were possible to wear out MP3s, I have done that with this. And but now <laughs> I can finally like do the. But it comes with like a fucking a bunch of stickers. It also comes with a uh, patch. This really sounds like an advertisement. It is not. I was given this for free. Uh, I was given this by the creator of the show. Yeah, but, this uh, isn't. This isn't like uh, fucking fucking Bob's Burger box. Right. It's oh, a nice patch. It's snakes. a patch. And I, I'm like, do I use this? I don't know. I really want to use it. They should have given you a card to put in your window. Yeah, right? Yeah, should have. <laughs> and it comes with three posters, three full-size posters. So, what? Yeah, of what? Of, uh, well, let's see. A couple of them are artistic renderings of the family. This one is also that, but it is very specifically... Oops. Don't ruin it, because you're going to... Don't it rip it. Up. Don't rip it. I'm so worried about it. But it is... It, if you can see it, nope, not really. You can't. Oh, okay. It's it's Gene eighties style. Yeah, yeah, that's. It's really phenomenal. Um, and so we we picked this one because it's the most colorful of them all, to frame. Um, did I fuck that part of it up? What just? What just happened to it? <laughs> what did I do to it? Who knows? Um, yeah, it's fine. But yeah, it comes with all this insane shit. It's too nice. much stuff. Did you see the Did you see the last episode? Yeah, it was so good. I didn't even know that they the, took the, submissions. Like, not that I animate, but if I did, holy crap, yeah. that would have been. Yeah, that was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. So <sighs> for those at home, just you know, the last mm-hmm. episode of Bob's Burgers it was like every fifteen seconds, it was animated by a different group. It kind of reminded me of the fan um, recreation of mm-hmm. RoboCop. <laughs> yeah. Oh my. Where God. like ev- like. Like every scene is a different, or actually, it's like I think they specifically said like every minute or five minutes or something like that. Okay, different person That's filmed the scene. Amazing, I've never. And then seen they it, edited yeah. it all together. That's so I've seen parts of it. It's pretty. The part in the, uh, the part in the boardroom when they introduce the um, oh shit, what's it called? The uh, the big yeah, the yeah. big mech robot, mm-hmm. and he shoots that one guy. <laughs> Muppets. <laughs> it was Muppets. That's so good. It was amazing. All right, I need to see that then. Where you need you... to see it. It's online. It's free. It? It's oh, on... it is. Okay. Yeah. All right. I'm going to yep. have to watch that. That's so, so good. <laughs> it's pretty amazing. It's a whole fucking movie. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, I love that they did that. Uh, we're Oh, and also on Comedy on Vinyl, we're going to interview that guy who got hired on the show by Twitter within like two days. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. That was so cool. Yeah, he's excited. He's like packed up his, his mm-hmm. all his stuff. He's from... He's in London. Wales? Yeah, he might be Welsh originally, but yeah, he I know that he was in London. We were going to Skype it and he's like and it just didn't work out. He's like, Can we just do it in LA? I'm like, Yeah, that makes more sense anyway. Like it, it I, you're Let's gonna just hold be on here for soon. a minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So 
And what's funny is I've met Lauren Bouchard before he has, and I'm like, oh, well, that, that I feel well. I should have been like, I'll tell him I say hi. <laughs> uh, oh, that actually, by the way, like that is going to be an amazing episode. That comedy on vinyl, it was yeah. fucking unreal. Uh, he's the nicest guy. It's it was yeah. it was a lot of fun to talk about with him about the show. It was actually really fun when we went to see Paula Poundstone. Ah, uh-huh. Ari mentioned science. Um, was it Science Corps and yes. uh, 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 home movies? Uh-huh. And she she re- she had a lot of positive things to say about Lauren. Of course, like that, it, yeah. she came she she came up in the conversation too because I I specifically mentioned home movies and how uh, the second we saw dark side of the law as a little kid's thing. We're like, Oh, that's really funny. It kind of gave us some perspective on our own <laughs> dumb shit, but it's also like, <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. really great. Yeah. Like, yeah. So honestly, yeah. something like that is kind of responsible for me, at least slightly taking myself a little less seriously. Cause I'm like, Oh, that, that's all right. Okay. That's kind of great. Like this little nerdy kid. And he, and, but then can I tell you like the best part of it was towards the end. He's like, you know, people like us. And I'm like, oh my God, like in my head, I'm like, I'm, I'm like you. <laughs> I'm like you. I'm like you. I'm like you. <laughs> it was a good thing. It was a good time. Yeah. Good time. Yeah. And I actually found the crux of the interview <laughs> very early on, so I wasn't struggling to come up with a connection between his work and the album because every once in a while it's nice to find that early, so you have something to yeah. talk about and not like flop around, which does you happen. You should ask him to come on this podcast, as horrible as it is. I should. On- only I'll do it. I'll, because I'm a huge fan of him, Aries yeah. a huge fan of him, sure. and just his home movies is just watching. I love that show because it just reminded me so much of what we did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know no, those kids, amazing. those kids. If he made one now, yeah. where they were like 25, they'd be doing a podcast mm-hmm. about all the movies they made oh when god. made when they were kids. Oh my god, that's so true. All right, so I'll get Simon, <laughs> the guy who was hired, to do a a mock a mock up of a fake home movie yes. that takes place that many years later. And then there we go. That, that's you know, Coach McGurk would be on it. Yeah, of course, of course. Because he's got another, and he's probably still going to be the, the coach, even though he's uh-huh. a horrible influence on the children. What are you kids horrible doing? Horrible influence. What are you guys doing? This is horrible. This is hor- I wish I could do the H. John Benjamin. I can't do it. I you did it better do. than I can. Uh. You did it better than I can. <laughs> well, on the plus side, H. John Benjamin does a really good H. John Benjamin. He really does. <laughs> oh, you know what's crazy? Uh, the interview too. I I think I found out the next day, it didn't come up, so I didn't know to ask about it. The Bob's Burgers movie. I had zero idea that mm. that was happening. Otherwise, that would have taken up a lot of the conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh damn it! I'm excited for that. He's probably sitting there thinking, oh, "Man, I really wish you know, <laughs> I came on here to plug the new movie." Uh huh. Uh huh. But I can't just say it. I need him to bring it up. And uh huh. I but I love too that Bob Burgers has an aesthetic. That I could and I couldn't properly describe it there because homemade's not the right word for it, but it is so no. grounded that I love that I think the idea of a movie a show that looks and is that way on a big screen is funny in and of itself. I think the idea of that yeah, show yeah. as a movie is funny, and obviously that it's going to be a musical. Oh God damn it! Has to be a musical. Uh huh. And I would expect that they put movie level budget into it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As uh, it, all, this all, is the thing about Lauren Bouchard too. Uh-huh. That's kind of and all, all all of the things he's done. Sure, is that I think the and the best way to describe it, the music is insidious. <laughs> like his shows aren't music shows until you realize that you can release an 130 track <laughs> yep. album. Yep. Of the show, and yeah. then you're like, "Holy shit!" It's actually a lot of music in that show, right? Uh, what's crazy? And is, all the shows are like that. And that's the other thing too is like there are entire episodes that had music that didn't make it onto that compilation, which I didn't have a chance to even ask him about it. Like, yeah, it's true, it's true. There's so there were much some that, that we were disappointed out. weren't on there. Uh, yeah. He is doing another record though next year of the last two seasons, uh-huh. so he's going to keep nice. releasing records of them. Uh, good. Which, oh, that's so 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 good. I can't wait. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, this sound. This is the fucking ended up the Bob's Burgers minute, but like I don't know. I just yeah. <laughs> I love that show, and then having the fucking what a waypoint six jerking off Lauren Bouchard radio, jerking off Lauren Bouchard radio, <laughs> jerking off Lauren Bouchard radio. Are you there yet? I'm getting sore. What a waypoint six. <laughs> now remember earlier you said you wanted him to be on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I want to jerk him off if that makes oh. it help. Oh, okay. Well, just play him that little clip right there. Just <laughs> yeah. play that and see what he's. That might convince him. 
hey so my buddy and i have a podcast i think i mentioned it here's a clip <laughs> sure i'll definitely i would love it. to just i just i just love to jerk him off just uh just uh not even a reach around like i'll make eye contact it's fine. <laughs> i think though you know the reason i got him on is because i have jonathan katz on the other show so maybe we have to yeah. have jonathan katz on here first maybe just that's to fine. that's fine this is a very weird show. <laughs> I just love the idea that he, this would be the thing he would turn off because he's yeah. like he's a very patient man, so patient that like he's got the slowest delivery in the on the planet. And uh, yeah, I'm trying to think like I, I'm trying to imagine like some of the bigger guests who are on Comedy on Vinyl doing this show, and they'd be like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Like they had maybe had a little respect for me at the end of the other show. <laughs> like, so this is your actual sense of. And these, this is the person you hang out with. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's that's. Yeah, is that weird or I don't understand? <sighs> hey, but do you tell them they aren't the first celebrities we've had on our show? Oh. It's true. Jay and Dan were the first. Is that yeah, it? yeah. That is it. Yeah, the only first and only at the first moment. And they only. hold. They yep. definitely hold a very specific title. Uh huh. I I mean, I will say, <laughs> I I love that the one guy who might come on. It was like so open just by me texting him. I'm like, so we do this. Say, okay, cool. That sounds neat. I'm like, all right. Well, I guess, <laughs> I guess we'll have to find a way to actually use you properly so that it's not like an insult to your work and time. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I, um, I should also point out to the people at home. Last, I think we're just gonna keep, do this every year. We're gonna do this BBC style. We're gonna, we're just gonna do a Christmas special every year. I think it's necessary. Um, I like it. I think the way we do it, though, we may have to do two of them because I don't. I only have two mics. <laughs> like the people I want to come on, like I don't know how I'm going to do it uh, unless Taylor and the other person I'm trying to get on just like trade mics off. Uh, although I guess they're guests, so I should give them both the good mic. All right, I guess that's how, how yeah. you do it. God damn it! Or just just uh, ran out of real studio. Yeah, you know because we do that do that with all the podcast money we're making. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I wasn't. By the way, you need to get making some podcast money at Christmas. Oh, is that what I'm supposed to do? Yeah. Shit. How do I make podcast money? Uh, I don't know. Do I fart into a microphone like that? I think so. I think oh. that's what I think that's all that uh, uh, Adam Carolla does. <laughs> <laughs> he calls it talking, Dan. Now be fair. <laughs> Adam Carolla. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting point. No, uh, <laughs> boobs, women. <laughs> Mancho. <laughs> I was about to interrupt and just say Mancho. That makes me so happy. <laughs> Who'd have guessed, by the way, that his co-host on the Man Show would be Jimmy, like the Jimmy Kimmel we know as like mr sensitive and like incredibly super sensitive yeah in fact there was like um <laughs> fuck there was like graffiti making fun of him for being having oh, yeah. feelings oh yeah these alt-right bitches are <sighs> sorry i shouldn't say bitches yeah. that's shitty like especially if you're talking about these assholes like these alt-right <laughs> douchebags are doing these these like it's like fuck fuck off. this just is about his child that's where it comes from any whatever Whatever. I'm preaching. No, my to the favorite thing here. This is my favorite thing. Yes. I'm just gonna put the last last comment on here before we go. Yes. Is that the um neo Nazi groups were bitching about Wolfenstein because he kills Nazis. I saw that. So Bethesda <laughs> came out with a release uh-huh. saying that they you know, Wolfenstein's always been anti you know, anti Nazi, it's always been about fighting the Nazis. Mm-hmm. That's what the franchise is about. Yep. And in the side of history, um, when it comes to being, <laughs> when it comes to Nazis, Bethesda's always against. <laughs> I love and then the person, the person who posted the link to that uh-huh. said, I can't believe that in the year 2017, it's a controversial stance to be anti-Nazi. <laughs> the worst part is they're a fucking fringe. Anti-Nazi, anti-fascist is a controversial stance. They are a fringe. They're a fringe to the point where I think you could gather up enough bronies to kick the shit out of every actual Nazi. And fuck that. That's the stance of this show. The stance of this show right now is I want every brony out there to just be ready. 
because there's going to come Be a day to stand up against the Nazis when there's a march. And since they're trying to turn Black Lives Matter into a terrorist organization, the, and and apparently ICP is a gang now. They haven't touched the bronies. <laughs> Just I don't want violence, but I want those bronies to be ready to protect the other people. So I think there are yeah. enough bronies out there that if they had to, could I, do this. I won't say punch, kick the shit out of Nazis because you're a horse. Yeah, sharp, sharpen those hooves. Sharpen those hooves. <laughs> that's my. That's my. You know what? That's my phrase. That's yeah. my. That's my last thought. Yeah. Sharpen those hooves. <laughs> it really does sound like you're secretly trying to tell them to have a knife ready for a fight. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, Dan is saying to sharpen those hooves. <laughs> uh, I don't. I don't have any better. I just. I'll just say. You know. <laughs> you know. Uh, bronies up, Nazis down. Did I say that? Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. Be up and down. Wait. <laughs> nope. Go back to your other nope. final words, Dan. Nope. Let's, let's <laughs> nope. maybe... Uh... Nope. Sharp- Sharpen up those hooves. <laughs> Dan and Jay's Comedy Hour, the podcast, is a Stolen Dress Entertainment production. It's hosted by Dan Gomiller and Jason Klom and is edited by Jason Klom and produced by Maury Povich. The Dan and Jay's Community Service theme song was composed and performed by Brian Magic Hands Madison. Visit StolenDress.com to listen to our other podcasts, read our blogs, read our tweets, watch our videos, and read our books. Please subscribe on iTunes, rate us highly, and write us a shining review. You can like us on Facebook.com slash Hour, follow us on Twitter at DJC Hour, and find everything in one place at DanandJay.com. Music